Good morning, good morning, good morning. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, and you are breathing. Today is Monday, March the 29th, 2021. My name is Stephen Carnegie, and welcome to This Is Just a Thought. Today's word of the day, Kamanute, which means to reduce to minute particles, to pulverize. Kamanute. Hope everyone had a lovely, lovely weekend. Some of you may have been off. Some of you may have been like myself working. But nevertheless, we are alive and we are breathing. So that is just enough for me. So thank you. I'm blessed. And finally, the sun is shining here in North Carolina. Got rid of the rain for now. I think they said we'll come back in a couple of days. And the sun is shining. Temperature is starting to rise a little bit, although we are still having some pretty cool nights. Temperatures ranging in the 40s. Some places have gotten down to the 30s. Some have even gotten down to the upper 20s. But nevertheless, spring is here. Spring is upon us. Case in point, we received some uh, heavy rain and winds, and in some places, got golf size, golf ball size hail. However, the state of Tennessee, the governor has declared a national disaster. Flash flooding has killed at least four people. However, the water is expected to recede sometime this week. Man, Nashville just got hit hard with it this week. It really did. It really did. Those spring storms, shifting of the seasons, it happens every year. So everyone has to be on high alert, of course, for like Nashville flash flooding and tornadoes. Certainly, I pray for everyone in Nashville. Hmm. Sad to hear. Well, everyone knows the uh, tanker ship, the Evergreen. Or I should not say commercial uh, cargo ship, the Evergreen, that was stuck in the Suez Canal or had been stuck in the Suez Canal ever since March 23rd. As of around 9 a.m., they are free. Finally got it unstuck. And, you know, it was wedged in the canal. I didn't know how, how bad it was until I actually saw a video of it. It was literally wedged. It, it turned sideways. One, I believe the bow was stuck in the sand barge on one side of the uh, the bank with the aft end <clears throat> stuck on the other side. But somehow, someway this morning, they, they finally got it unstuck. And now it's floating. It's going into, uh, we used to call it going into the yards or something like that when they take the ship to the yards. They're going to do an inspection on it to see what happens and of course there will be an investigation. But um, one of the things they said was the, the cause or the cause was high winds. So uh, it looks like the Suez Canal is back open running. I 
believe they said there were like some 350 ships or maybe 500 ships waiting to go through. It was stuck. So that, that's a good thing. Glad to hear that. And it looks like the NCAA tournament is rolling on, getting ready to get down to the Elite Eight. There's two more games tonight. But uh, in games that were held yesterday, looks like Gonzaga, number one seed Gonzaga, which uh, many are saying that, that they're predicting them to win it all. I can remember one time when, when Gonzaga was an easy win for any team that played them. But uh, they, they're rolling on. And looks like number one seed also Michigan in, in their conference uh, defeated Florida State. There goes the ACC. No more teams from the ACC are in it. And uh, also, sad to say also, that on the women's side, the last remaining ACC team, North Carolina State University, they're out of it also. They got defeated by Indiana University. So there's no more teams in, uh, from the ACC and the men or women's division. Huh. Better luck next year. And number two, Alabama is 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 out. Thanks to the 11th seed, UCLA. One of those lower ranking seed teams. Hey, they're hungry. Just like I said, you never know. And USC, of course, is still swinging. And like I said, there's two more games tonight. We'll see how that goes. And we'll be down to the Elite Eight, then the Final Four, and then the Championship. Now, <laughs> I'm still trying to figure this one out. It looks like police in Overland Park, Kansas, clocked a woman going 149 miles per hour on a state highway which coincidentally is more than double the legal limit. Now, when asked by the officer if she knew how fast she was going, her response, when I looked down at my speedometer, I was going 128 miles per hour. She only got a citation, by the way. I don't know, every state is different, but I I, I know here in North Carolina, because... Uh, of course, in my young days, I was a speed demon in, in, in a little 94 Geo Metro, if you can imagine that. <laughs> I was a speed demon, and, and I can't remember right off the top of my head, but I know I was told by a state trooper that in the state of North Carolina, you over a certain amount, uh, over a certain amount over the speed limit, you can be arrested, and I, I believe I came dangerously close to that. Well, well I, I flat out could have been arrested because I, yeah, at the time I was, I was getting it. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> I was. But she only received a citation. Maybe uh, Kansas doesn't have that. Maybe they leave it up to the discretion of the officers like here in, in North Carolina and so many other states. But uh, <laughs> her response, I look down at my speed of year. Oh, excuse me. I said speed of year. I'm thinking about uh, Cole Brown from Martin. So he said my speedometer <laughs> when she said I, I looked down at my speedometer and I was going 128 what is she going to go to court and dispute <laughs> well good luck with that good luck with that one now it appears the Duke of Sussex has a new job as a chief impact officer for a company named BetterUp 
a Silicon Valley startup company. Here's the Duke of Sussex. Prince Harry has found him a job. Well, what do you know? Wow. Now, I had to look up what a chief impact officer was. I've never heard of it. Now, the role entails devising and drilling down to the essence of an organization and ensuring it delivers or impacts precisely that to the customers, shareholders, partners, stakeholders, and fundraising. I guess that's just a fancy word for uh, you make sure your underlings do what they're supposed to do because you have to answer to uh, not only the customers, but shareholders also. I guess it's like a, a boss above a boss above a boss, I guess. I, I However, the, the, the starting salary, I had to look that up also. Not necessarily saying this. Well, the salary range, not saying that he, he's going to be making this at uh, his startup company. The starting range is uh, 104000 to 122000 hmm. Not a bad salary. No, it is not. Now, I also question, what is BetterUp? I've never heard of that. Now, according to their website, it brings together world-class coaching, AI technology, and behavioral science experts to help people live more a more meaningful, vibrant life. Hmm. Now, Harry has been working with the BetterUp coaches, and he's using the app himself. He's all he's just came forward and said he has some mental health issues. So apparently this company is uh, I guess like a, a coaching company to get the best out of you, get the best out of your employees. Also, and they have an app. You know, I, I've, I've uh, there's quite a few of these companies out there, and quite a few of these uh, organizations where they have these coaching where they go into you know for the. I don't think it's for the. <laughs> lonely worker is more or less for the, the, the executives or or those that are that are over the lonely employees to make sure they are getting the best productivity they, they can get. That seems to be the new thing now. Apparently this is what this company is. Uh, good job. I guess he's serious when he says he's done with the royal family. I mean, hey, the guy came out and got him a job. Regular old job, regular old joke. Not only did he, he he's done with the royal family, he even moved to a new country and, and got himself a, a new job. All right. Good job. Keep living. <laughs> Welcome to the real world. I, guess. I wonder if he has to get up and do that nine to five grind. <laughs> Anyway, like I said, good luck not being arrogant or facetious. I think it's outstanding. I think, you know, him, him and his family, um, him and his wife, you know, hey, they're, they're pretty much living life. And then, you know, hey, they they are, they, they were the, the prince and princess, but hey, they're living life as common folks now. Yeah, also, now this was a kind of Surprising to me, Ellen DeGeneres finds herself in a bit of a awkward situation. Now, 
after years of success with her her talk show, The Ellen DeGeneres Show, it appears the show is down one million viewers, according to the Nielsen Corporation. All of this is a result of complaints from former and some current employees of a toxic workplace. Now, this was reported last year. I don't know if you guys remember. You know, some people came forward and said it was a hostile work environment. There were insults riddled. Uh, I believe one even said it was threatening of firings. Apparently, to to those, it just just was a toxic workplace. They they didn't feel as though they were safe. I believe one even said their job, she felt like her job was always on the line. Okay. Now... The show has averaged 1.5 million viewers over the past six months in comparison to 2.6 million for the same period last year. That's a drop of 43%, according to the New York Times. Also, her or the show's core demographic, women 54 years of age, that fell by 38%. And ad revenue dropped to $105 million or a 20% drop in comparison to $131 million last year. Wow, that's, that's something certainly going on over there. Well, it just goes to show you that, you know, for the longest time we've heard of... Uh, it, it, we heard of, 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 of men creating a hostile work environment, and, and uh, here you have Ellen, uh, the generous, the generous. I'm sorry, and and they're complaining. You know, people are complaining about her. If anything, it goes to show you that it's not, it's not just one gender or race or class. Hey, a butthead is a butthead. I don't care what you, who you are. You know. I mean, I'm not saying that it's true. And I shouldn't say, I said, but, but I'm not saying that it's true. These allegations, I really haven't heard anything else about it. Like it's going over the way until I saw this this uh, article. But a hostile work environment is a hostile work environment. Like I said, I don't care who you are. I mean, if people don't feel comfortable where they where they work, and they know they know there is something going on. Which apparently there was, because I mean, viewership has dropped word of mouth. Sponsorship has dropped word of mouth. Once your name out there, whether you, it doesn't matter who you are, people are going to take a closer look at you or not take a look. Like I said, her viewership has dropped. Her core demographic isn't watching that much anymore. And the sponsors have held out. Hey, if I could say anything about that, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, for the longest time, we thought it was just men. Apparently, women do it too. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Now, I wanted to talk to you guys this morning there. Uh, something that's came up. I know we've all heard about Georgia and their changing of the, you know, the state election rules and and, and 
I guess now if they're, they're saying requiring ID of some sort or ID, and everyone's you know up up in arms and upset. Well, for us here in North Carolina, we don't have to join in the uh, join in in the protest of Georgia. We have a little something going on here in North Carolina with our state election laws. Now, current state law allows for absentee ballots. This is going to be related to absentee ballots, not so much that voter ID. This is the absentee ballot argument. Man, if we all know 2020, man, that was a big thing. Now, current state law allows absentee ballots to be accepted and counted three days after an election, as long as they are postmarked by election day. But in 2020, that was extended due to the pandemic. They extended it to 12 days. I mean, hey, no harm, no foul, I guess. Now, Republican uh, Republican state legislatures filed the Election Integrity Act last week, which would prevent absentee ballots received at the 5 p.m., on election day from being counted. Now, Democrats in the last two weeks have stated we've witnessed the significant developments that roll back our promise of democracy. He goes on to say this state, it's a state Democratic senator, by the way, he goes on to say that the election bill erects barriers against our citizens' freedoms or freedom to vote. And also he accused Republicans of pushing a false narrative about the confidence of the state's election system by voters. Now, due to this act being filed, the Election Integrity Act, North Carolina Democrats plan to file a slew of bills expanding voting access and in the coming week. One of which that would switch the that three days grace period of counting absentee ballots to nine days after the election day. Democrats have also filed legislation that would make online voter reg- registration widely available. They want to address voter intimidation and make election and make let me slow down this one and make the election day a holiday. Hmm. Okay. Also, a Democratic senator from Durham, North Carolina, and other Democratic senators as well, plans to sponsor a bill. Now, this bill is going to implement automatic voter registration. He says, he goes on to say, in 19 states and the District of Columbia have already implemented the change and the program is a success. His sticking point is the automatic voter registration will keep voter rolls more accurate by creating a constant stream of updates between registration agencies and election offices. What is registration agencies? 
is that those people that go around from these uh, what are supposed to be nonpartisan or or, or Democrat or Republican sponsored uh, groups that go around and register people at the, your, your drug stores, grocery stores, or corner stores, or set up shop outside of the Walmart or whatever, what have you? Is that the registration agencies? I've always had a problem with that. For the obvious, whether you're Democrat or Republican, I mean, truth being told, why are you going around registering people to vote? That should be your own prerogative. I, I, I don't need you standing outside of the store where I, I'm going to shop or, or at an event that I'm going to listen to some music or whatever or, or what have you and you're hounding me about registering to vote. I don't need that. I just don't. Now, this um, automatic voter registration, um, I gotta ask, and, and I really couldn't find anything. How does that work? I mean, really, how does how does that that work? What if you decide to switch parties before an election, and and, and, and you're uh, somehow enrolled in this automatic voter registration? You miss a primary primary for a party that you wanted to switch to, and you have to stay with the one that you're in. I mean, it, it's, it sounds small and, and frivolous, but think about it. I mean, if you're saying you want to switch from one party to the next, and a primary is coming up, you, you, you're pretty much screwed that party that that you were trying to get away from, and left the one you're trying to get to out there. And another thing I have about this whole process, not just the voter, automatic voter registration, but the changes that are being made to make sure they count absentee ballots nine days after the election as opposed to three days, which is now more kind of state law. If my thing is, if you are, and if you know there's an election coming up and you're not going to make it in time for whatever reason. You know, of course, I, I voted by absentee ballot when I was in the military. I was out to sea. I was deployed. But if you know that a, a, an election is upcoming and, and somehow, some way, you miss the deadline, isn't that your responsibility, your fault? I don't think we... I, I don't need a government entity making sure I do it. That's something I... That's a personal responsibility of mine. Maybe they're saying that a lot of people don't take it as a personal responsibility. Maybe they're saying they really, a lot of people need the government's hand. Once again, the government's hand is helping you do something that you're, uh, you should feel uh, morally obligated to do. I mean, are you really saying you're helping the American citizens or are you trying to stack the vote? And I don't care what party you belong to on that one. You can take it how you want to. Sounds like a bunch of hogwash of trying to get votes. He also saying, to me, it sounds like when you say of disenfranchisement, I know you're speaking of African Americans and other minorities. You're saying, in my opinion, that they we don't they may not have the wherewithal to vote on their own, so they need a little nudge. 
And as we all know, the Democrats, that this disenfranchisement is usually what they pouring in on around election time to get their votes. Hence, the voter registration drives that I spoke of where you're, you're out and about everywhere, irritating everybody with your little clipboard and your voter registration form. Yeah. I'm just going to say this. You can take it how you want to. But I personally don't need your help. I know that sounds bad. I don't need your help. I, I, I don't need your assistance in making sure I get my vote counted. And for those that are out there that are saying, well, there's a lot of people that may not feel that way. They may need a little extra help. No, they don't. No, they don't. No, they don't. That's you trying to get, that's you getting votes. That's all it is to you. It's just like when you go to the, uh, on election day or, or at early voting, when you go and there's somebody from a certain political party or a certain political candidate and they hand you that flyer with what they call the Democratic ticket. And these are a list of the Democrats that you need to vote for and they're highlighted and it's all pretty, uh, multicolored or whatever. I, I gotta ask, how, how slow do you think people are? It sounds like you're saying they're, they're mentally incompetent to make a decision and you're gonna make it for them, right? And put it on a piece of paper and tell them who to vote for and, and they'll go vote for that person or that group or that party. Nine times out of ten, that's just what we do. You know, I've I worked at a, a an election. I was a election election official or poll worker or whatever. And I was standing there at the, the you know, I, I was uh, standing there one day, and a guy came up to me during a primary. It wasn't a big election; it was a primary. Came up to me and said, "Hey, who do I vote for?" Uh, I can't tell you that, and I, even if I could, I wouldn't tell you that. This is something you need to research on your own. So what I'm saying is it appears that one political party has horned in on one group or specific set of people to get the vote and they're going to help them any and every way they can. It appears. Is it, is it, is it a, an appearance or an actuality? It's an actuality. That's what's going on. I've seen it firsthand. I don't have to read numbers. I don't have to read statistics. I don't have to read reports. I don't have to read graphs. I've seen it more than once myself working as an election official. People come in, don't have an idea who they're gonna vote for, and they go to that old reliable piece of paper and it shows them the light. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. But. Like I said, you know, that's that's that appears to be what, what this is all about right here. That really does. These slew of bills and, and the slew of bills that are coming down now are really just gonna I, I think it's just gonna screw the whole election process up. Because if you have to be handheld to, to register to vote, or you have to be your hand has to be held for a voter automatic voter registration, how is that gonna work? What are you going to automatically uh, register people? How are you going to determine their party? They still have to fill out the, the, the voter registration. 
how you gonna do that? Are you gonna make? Are you gonna just select a uh, party form based on off of their uh, situation or perceived situation? Sounds like a stereotype. That's, this whole process sounds like stereotypes. Same thing you're supposed to be fighting against. You're doing just to get the vote. I said it always amazes me how people will rant and rave and raise holy sin for a certain issue that they say they're so passionate about fighting against and then turn around and do the exact same thing. That's what it sounds like right, right here. Pretty much. Let's call it what it is. Anytime you, could, you sit there and tell me you're going to come up with all these bills and passages and, 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 and what have you because you need to help people register to vote. You're just trying to get votes. You don't care about the election process. You don't care about the people and their needs and wants. Like I said, you only come around, and I'm talking about Democrats, you only come around a certain time of the year or a number years to get the vote and then you're gone. It's not a myth, that's a fact. How well we all know that. All right. Well, that's all for me today. I just wanted to get on here and Wrap a little bit to you. Start the work week off. I hope everyone has a wonderful work week and blessed work week. And I want to thank you all for lending me your ears this morning. Continue to like, support, share, offer feedback. Once again, Anchor has a great feature where you can leave a voice response. And I would love to hear your voice. So offer feedback. You can also make monetary contributions. You can continue to follow and listen on Anchor, Spotify. Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Verbal, Radio Public, and just continue to follow. Offer me some feedback. I love it. This-